and welcome to so come on in come on in what nobody need therapy tonight this is self season two episode three and it's called must be in therapy what's up lady frank how you doing tonight um if you're new here you can find previous episodes of self and kinkyology on podcast podcast addict apple spotify anchor it's all over the place just google it but i have a lot of great episodes really good episodes with really great information to just help you you know hey hey goddess k how you doing i love your name i am good how are you how's everybody doing this evening I had a a good week, you know, so that was good. Um, A productive week. That's always a blessing when it's productive. Uh, I'm tired. You tired? Oh, I'm not going to be too long. I'm not going to keep you all too long tonight. But the first two episodes, the first episode, I talked about being authentic. And now this episode, uh, then the second episode, I talked about being honest. And now I want to talk about therapy. Um, I watch you all the time on TikTok. Well, thank you. I haven't been posting as much as I should because I've been so busy with everything and my son not here. So I will be posting more videos again soon. So thank you so much for your love and support. I'm glad you're here. Um, Stay for a second. The podcast is actually very good. One of the reasons I started the podcast is because people be hating on me on TikTok. And they um, kept reporting me. Like, I see I see people say dick and pussy all the time. I wasn't even saying dick and pussy. And I kept getting blocked. So I started the podcast so I could have an open forum so I could come and just talk to people about sex. So thank you for coming. Welcome to Kinky uh, Self. <laughs> well, this is Kinkyology. Self is a derivative of Kinkyology because in my years of doing what I do, um, teaching people how to have sex, I see so many people put more energy into pleasing their partners than they do or loving their partners than they do loving themselves. So I started self because I just wanted to come in and just make sure people know you got to put you first in everything you do. And if you don't, nothing in your life going to be the way you want it to be. You always going to have these doubts or these wooders, these coulders and these shitters. But anyway, hey, Nurse Kim, did you get your package yet, darling? Because it's on its way if you didn't. Um, I want, okay, I'm in therapy and it helps. Thank you, Facebook user. Thank you. Do you mind sharing what, um, what type of therapist you're seeing? I'm going to go over some of them in a minute. Uh, what's up, Footman King Squad? (laughs) Hey, good evening, Bryson. So yeah, I saw this post that said, you must be in therapy. Like, it was somebody looking for somebody, but in their heading to meet them, they put, you must be in therapy. You know, is that a requirement nowadays? Like, do you all say, okay, what's your name? You work? You have any kids? Are you in therapy? You know, is that a qualification, the right word? But is that something that you look for in people? Like, you can't deal with anybody if they're not in therapy. Is that a requirement? That's it. That's what I was looking for, requirement. Oh, okay, cool. 
it's coming though. I did two days, should have been there today. Um, so somebody said they're in therapy. Do you all believe in therapy? Um, does therapy help? Has it helped you? Do you believe? Um, do you believe? Do you believe therapy is overrated? Should everybody go to therapy? Is it hard dating someone who's in therapy? I just asked y'all a lot of questions. So if you can answer any of them, that'd be great. Um, should everybody go to therapy? Do you believe in therapy? Are you in therapy? Uh, does therapy help? Um, have you dated somebody who's going to therapy? Is it hard dating somebody who goes to therapy? Um, do you require therapy? Like I said, must be in therapy. Is that something that you require from your partners? Like, look, you cool, you look good, but I think you need to go to a therapist. <laughs> have you ever been to one? No, well, I, you know, before we go out, I think you should go to therapy. <laughs> Hey, Gia Storm, how are you? It works. Everyone should go, but there are different levels to therapists. Yes, there are. There are different levels. I haven't, you haven't had a date in two years. How old are you, Goddess K? Thank you, Gia Storm. I definitely agree, and I'm going to uh, go through some of those because, um, to be honest, um, I... Well, I get to that, but have you ever dated or loved somebody you felt needed therapy? And then have you ever knowingly to you sent somebody to therapy after fucking with your ass? <laughs> they, you messed them up so bad. They needed therapy after you was done with them. You ever did that to somebody? Um, and how does your family feel about therapy as a whole because I grew up in a time where you didn't need therapy you need your ass whipped that's what we were told you don't need therapy you need your ass whipped you know they beat common sense into us back in the day now we'd be like oh you want to go to therapy you know we're back in my day you need your ass whipped that'll make you think straight yeah it's half and half my friends haven't been and they didn't like it. I feel like having a partner in therapy would make them better. I tell someone if I felt they needed it. Now, I did suggest that me and my partner go to therapy together. You know, um, that's something you can do too. You can do couples therapy. I actually did a couples, I'm a sex coach and a life coach. So I did a couples coaching the other day and it was a lot of fun, but you know, it's all different therapists you can go to and I'll cover some of them because I was going to a psychiatrist and now I go to a psycho, um, psycho therapist. And I'll tell you the difference in a minute. Um, but Having a partner in therapy would make them better. I like to know why you think that would make them better. And then Gia Storm said, I thought that the therapy that work pays for was good. It wasn't. The ones you got to pay out of your pocket are better. Okay. <laughs> okay, I feel you. Girl, 41. God, is you, why you, so why are you not dating? Talk to me. Bryson, therapy was a blessing for me. Thank you for sharing, Bryson. And, and you know, it's a lot more women in therapy than men. So yay to you, Bryson. Um, uh, footman, one of my exes asked me to be a part of her session to help her with the breakup. Did you? Did you go? Um, 
foot man. I haven't had a date in eight years. Y'all need, you know, we're going to do a kinky hookup. We're going to have to have a night. We're gonna, I'm going to make it a thing. We're going to have to have a song. We got to have something because that's too, come on. Why are you all not dating? You don't have to have sex to date. But you can't date. You should at least date, you know, meet people. You know, you can't, life goes, is going by so fast. Life is going by so fast. Don't sit back and let work, children, exes, you know, keep you from living. Even if you're dating yourself. I don't care if you date yourself. You need to get dressed, smell good, you know, take you a bath, light some candles, play some music. If you have to masturbate, get dressed, get sexy, and take your fucking self out. But y'all got to date. You have to date. Because if you don't know how you want to be treated, sometimes we just accept anything. Yeah, happy. I said happy belated birthday, right? Okay, so does anybody think that therapy could be useful <clears throat> in certain instances um, for certain things, traumas, triggers, things like that? And do you all feel that everything in our modern culture is deliberately making us feel depressed? It's like, are we made or, yeah, are we made to live in a depressed state? Does does the society keep us with like a victim mindset, you know? Uh, but anyway, so you got these therapists and not all therapists are good. And some have good intentions, some don't. So dude, we're going to go there. I got locked up in a mental institute. Okay. You know, I have no problem sharing you with you all because I'm not ashamed of anything I went through, but I've been sick for a long time and I got sick at a very young age. I had already had got diagnosed with a chronic pain disorder but then not too long after that i got diagnosed with another one and can't uh cervical cancer so my doctor suggested that i go see a psychologist i went to the psychologist and i was talking to him but as i was talking to him you know i'm telling him you know i'm not suicidal but i'm tired i've been sick for a long time i'm tired of living you know and it looked like he fell asleep and i was like are you asleep and he locked me up in a mental ward. Three days, 72 hours against my will because this man nodded off and I called him and questioned him. He had the ability, he had the right to sign a piece of paper and lock me in a mental ward for 72 hours. And then I had a black wig on and he thought that I was Puerto Rican, but I was really black. So then he put me in a Spanish ward, okay? <laughs> so luckily I spoke Spanish and I was, but my mother was like, don't Tell nobody you speak Spanish. So I just didn't. Don't take none of these pills because they give you pills on the clock. But anyway, that was the last time in my life that I ever went to a psychiatrist. Anybody that has the right to sign you up and just put you in a ward. And it took, it took 72 hours before they allowed another person to even come and reevaluate me. I couldn't even get seen by another doctor. So just because this person said it, they had the right to lock me up. And even my doctor called, my mother called, my father was a police. They came up there. 
the state has the right, because this person said it, to lock me up for 72 hours. So psychiatrists, they have that, psychiatrists, psychologists, they have that right to do that. But then we also have counselors, you have therapists, you have social workers, um, you have psychotherapists, which is what I like now, and you have, um, it's another kind I'm thinking, I can't think of, I'll think of it in a second. But that scared me for a long time. I didn't know then about the different ones. I just knew about, I went to, at 21, to tell somebody that I was lost or I was scared and nobody understood and, you know, I don't know what to do and I'm tired and all of this and I get locked up in a mental ward. But it put me on a different journey. It taught me a lot. Um, I, I, and it was a long journey, but I, I, I did it by myself. Then they put me on medication. And when I got pregnant, they were like, oh, well, if we could put you on this. But when you had a baby, it's a possibility the baby I have withdrawal. So after all these years being medicated for mental problems, well, not mental problems, but depression and, you know, stuff like that, I decided to take myself off of antidepressants. So after I did that, I realized I was stronger than the medicine. The medicine didn't help me. It clouded me. It made me be like the fines. Like, oh, the house is on fire. Oh, it's okay. Just grab our necessities. You know, it made me, it put me in a very nonchalant type of life type of mode or whatever. But I've been now, whoo, my son just made 21. I've been 21 years and nine months off of medications for uh, depression. But I agree with them. If you are depressed, if you're not getting it, if you have bad days, it is nothing wrong. I was on it from the age of 16 to the age of 27. And I decided at 27, I didn't want to be on them anymore. But I appreciate and what I learned from being on them, I took with me. See, we don't have stinking thinking regardless. All of us have, I don't give a fuck who you are. All of us have stinking thinking. Each and every last one of them, I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how many bitches you fuck. I don't care how big your dick is. All of us have stinking thinking. Some of us have more. But we all have it. And some of us can just push it away faster than others. But some take it to heart. Some believe it. Some listen to it. Some don't understand. Yeah, that was one of the thoughts. But what about the other 10,000 thoughts that went through with it too? Why you only grab onto that one? Because see, we got a whole bunch of thoughts, but a lot of us only pull the negative ones and we let all the other ones just fly past. We forget a lot who the fuck we are. So therapy for me, when I decided to go back, was a place to get it in a different way. See, we got life. But sometimes we look at it like this in a tunnel vision. And I remember that I, um, I'm talking, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, I remember that, uh, what was I about to say? Damn, I'm old. I forgot just that fast. <laughs> but anyway, I was talking about therapy and all of that stuff. I really forgot what I was. I do that a lot. This is called being old. But yeah, um, but I agree with therapy. So, oh yeah, when I, de I decided to get back into therapy and I, I went through 
I don't know, some of you all might know, some might not. Four, I, four years ago, I was drugged and raped. And that hit me really, really hard. Um, I was um, I was 44. I was too old for something like, to me, I felt like I was too old for something like that to happen. Um, and I didn't want my family and my friends to know how hard it was for me. So I put on my big girl panties and I pushed through it, but I knew on the inside I was dying. So I went heavy into my meditation. I went heavy into this, but then I knew I needed to talk to somebody. So I was watching 13 or something, some show on Netflix, but they, somebody got killed. And at the end of every episode, they put this site up called rain. And every time they did it, my spirit was like, call, call. I'm like, oh, I'm not about to call that. That's for weirdos. I'm not about to do that. And one night I called because I was in, I, I needed to. And it was such a beautiful experience. And I told one of my ex-girlfriends about it. And she said, oh, you know, different cities and stuff, they have free psychology hotlines that you can call and you get hooked with a therapist right away. Somebody you could just talk to. You ain't got to, they don't, you know, so you ain't got to tell me your name if you don't want to. And I was like, cool. So I called this place in Chicago and I met this black lady and this lady got me. She got me a stranger, somebody I had no idea who she was. She didn't know me from social media. She didn't know who I was. She just knew that I was a woman who was dying on the inside. And she was able to give me life. So it's not for everybody. But sometimes we don't want to tell our friends. Sometimes they just don't understand how hard it really is, how hurt we really are, how fucked up this really got us. So I was happy to have that outlet. And ever since then, I've been very adamant about making sure I tell people it's resources out here. You don't have to pay nobody $60, dollars $80. $80. You don't have to go to the therapist through your job. You can call a fucking number and you can sometimes end up with a person on the other line who will change your life just for listening, just for listening. So um, and, and she was actually a, a psychiatrist, but she did this on the side um, for free. And I just, and she said, I'm not normally on the lines, but the person who was supposed to come in couldn't come in. And she was like, but I'm so happy I'm here to talk to you. And I was like, oh my God. And that lady called me for months and months and I loved her for that. But sometimes we, and not to say, cause like I said, I have an amazing support system. I really do. My family, my sister, my children, you know, um, my fans, because I ended up posting it online, what happened to me, because I think that everything happens for a reason. You know, I didn't deserve to get raped, but what what, what was I going to do with that? Was I just going to cower away, or how was I going to handle that? So I I, I decided that we, we teach our daughters how to not get, get raped, but we don't teach our sons how to not get, be rapists. So I started, you know, going real hard on that on um, YouTube and talking about that and making sure that I talk to these young men about consent and, you know, telling them, hey, I don't care if she playing. If she say no, get up and leave. <laughs> um, oh, OK. Gia Storm, thank you. So why I chose psychotherapy is because they don't have the right to sign me up into a mental institute. That's why I chose psychotherapy. Now, there's some other things about them, but for me, what I like is that they're they're 
there's uh they have a degree um they're not doctors they're psychotherapists but they're qualified in you know psychology or whatever and they can't sign me away <laughs> but the and i met a old uh, oh, I don't want to say an older white lady, right? And I'm like, okay. So I go in and I just start talking. And she says, you know what? Just fuck them. And when this old, about 60-year-old, 65-year-old white lady said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I like her. And I've been with this lady now for about seven years. I'm not now. Um, but I go every couple of months, I'll hit it hard for a minute. You know, I'm sick. So like when my, when I'm really in pain, sometimes then I, Hey, I, I need a session. I need to talk. But what she was good at doing for me was like, when I said I got raped, right. I would call the day that it happened, my rape anniversary. And she was like, why not call it your survivor anniversary? And something that simple changed the whole dynamic of how I viewed that. You understand? So it's not sometimes that they're magic, but they could just make us look at it or see it in a way that we're so clouded with the pain and the hurt and the confusion and the what the fucks that we don't see the simplicity of the strength, the power to get up and what I've done with that and the people I've helped with that and the way I wasn't ashamed of it. And I rock my me too and I don't give a fuck because sometimes bad things happen to good people. So, yeah, I went back to therapy. But, yeah, so but that's why I chose a psychotherapist because I studied, I, re I researched. I didn't want anybody that had the right to lock me up because sometimes I talk backwards and I might be saying I want to live and I say I want to die and then I'm in therapy again. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 for real, I'm happy, I'm happy. Google me, I'm happy. Oh. <laughs> um, Oh, what was the show called um, that I watched? I think it was called 13. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good with stuff. I think it was 13. Is it, wasn't, isn't that a popular show where somebody got, a teenager got killed on the show? And then after every episode of the show, they will put this number, this rain at the end it's a lot of programs when they talk about rape and different things like that if you pay attention to it they put a lot of free 1-800 numbers on the end of a lot of programs that deal with things that could trigger people you know so um but it's called i think just r-a-i-n i believe it's just rain but it was a, a beautiful experience for me um and you get different people so you might not ever get the same person you could see if they you know what days you work or whatever but that's kind of cool too because then you don't have to you could be a totally this this tuesday you different than you was wednesday thursday you know what i'm saying um, is it is good to have family and friends as support, but having someone that will not just say the things to make you feel better for the moment, but actually give you tools to heal you. Footman, right. Thank you. That's what I was saying. Like my family and everything were very supportive. And I know it's been my sister, my best friend, his days, as soon as I answer the phone, they answer the phone, I'm in tears. You know, they're very supportive, but sometimes you just you know, we all got our own shit. We all got heavy. We all, man. Bag lady, you gonna hurt yourself. Carrying all them bags like that. We got to learn how to let go of some of these bags. And not that they not there no more, but we got to learn how to store them differently. See, my shit in the basement now. I don't keep that shit in my room no more. 
So therapy helped me learn how to, it, yeah, it happened. It's there, but why am I still holding on to that? I'm not in third grade no more. I failed a few tests, but I moved away from it, right? And then I thought about it. You, you, We take certain things and we try to blame. Are you a bad person? No. Now, if you're a bad person, okay, but what's your definition of a bad person? And everybody wasn't put on this earth to be good. So sometimes you was put here to be bad. Hello? People don't understand that. Everybody role in society is not to be an angel, you know? So we got to get through that. And people, you know, we have different things. I, um, Different people come in different ways. But the way we get triggered, the traumas that we have, the baggage that we carry, the partners that we choose, a lot of that, a lot of us don't know how to shake it off. You know, I had somebody last night messaging me, you know, like, oh, I'm this old and I just got out of a relationship and it broke me. And I'm like, why? You're too old to be telling me you broke over a relationship and you need to just work on yourself. But I can't talk right now because it's late. And I got, well, you know, I just want to talk. To, hey, that's not how this works. Now, I'm sorry, but you a grown motherfucker. You a grown motherfucker. <laughs> you... If you can't handle love, stop trying to be in love. Love yourself first. I didn't tell you, hey, I didn't love you. If you love you, say, I don't care who I get with. I don't care how good they are to me. I don't care how much they love me and what they spent on me. I never love another motherfucker as much as I love me. So when you walk away from me, thank you for this experience. But God damn it, huh? I cry some tears. I might be, you know, drink wine for a few nights, but I'm going to put on my big girl panties with not maybe some boy shorts, okay? And I'm going to keep it rocking because you have to. But when you put everything you got into other people and you forget to live for you, when that motherfucker walk away, you feel lost. No, I feel next. This was a cool experience. What else is out there? Then I could choose if I want to. Like, you know what? This is okay, but I like what I had better. Okay, you know, so you got to be in a good place. You have to be good with you. And sometimes we need therapy to do that. Sometimes we need therapy just to show us a different side of the picture. We stay, we only see it from where we are. But when you see it from me, oh, I didn't even know so-and-so had two bunny ears behind my head. Or I didn't even know this because so many things are happening around us, but we be so narrow-minded that we don't bring all this stuff, you know, we don't think about the other stuff. We just stay right here. And I always say it's a lot of different routes to get to the same destination. So remember that. Um, thank you, Nurse Kim. Thank you, um, Bryson. I heard a quote like, Lady Frank, I think you always, you shared another quote before. You be having some good quotes. Let me read it. They'll never know how much violence it took to become this gentle. I felt that. Man, you be having some good quotes. That was powerful. Yes, I like that. They'll never know how much violence it took to become this gentle. Oh, you all, and I am a beast. You hear me? I am a beast. And I've been through a lot, but... Therapy has helped me, <laughs> you know, so I know, like I said, I grew up in a family that even though they didn't believe in it, they didn't mind sending it, sending me, 
you know, especially when I got sick. I, maybe if I didn't get sick, I wouldn't have got to go, you know. But once I got sick, they're like, okay, we got to put her in therapy because we don't know what to do with her sick ass. So that's kind of how it started for me. I got sick and then I, I learned about therapy. But I didn't really understand it until I started to get older. So that's why, especially if you're older, and it doesn't have to be about trying to diagnose you. Because I get diagnosed with everything. You hear me? I've been traumatized since I was four. I've been diagnosed with everything. What do I claim? God. God. I take no medication. I have my crazy moments, but we all do. So I keep going. You know, it's different things. I'm into meditation. I'm very spiritual. I put my R&B on. My guy be like, you know it's not the 1990s, but I can put some 1990s R&B on and be in this sucker just like letting every problem in the world go, honey. <laughs> With my incense going, some candles. I can't smell worth shit. I have no sense of smell, but I have incense burning, candles <laughs> burning, potpourri on the stove. It probably stink with all the scents I got, but that's just the type of, that's my zen and i just be dancing through i don't be dancing i just be walking and swinging my hips <laughs> okay yeah but yeah so i i love that you all shared about therapy and that quote was very beautiful thank you for sharing that but yeah i um i think that therapy is something especially our men don't really get into and some men need to see what it's like because my black men you know we all have emotional baggage and personality disorders and anxiety and mommy and daddy issues and you know we could be working on them and not for anybody else but ourselves and our partners are not our therapists. It's nothing wrong with telling them what you've been through. But if you can't handle it, it ain't their business to save you or fix you. You know, like I said, I saw this dating post and it said must be in therapy. And I just wondered, I was like, wow, that's kind of powerful. You know, is that the way that the, what's this, the millennials, Gen X? I don't know who y'all are right now. But is that is that the requirements that they're having? Like, look, you cool, but you got to be in therapy to fuck with me, dude. <laughs> like, we you want to go to therapy you know like we went through you got to have a your testing your std test but now you got to have therapy too like i just want to hold what blood type are you are you rh negative you know what's going on but has anybody ever felt like that like you were you wanted your partner to be in therapy mm. No, nobody. Okay. Do you believe that women, like, can you tell a woman that's in therapy? Do you think that she replays her therapy sessions in her life? Like, every time you talk to her, it sounds like you're talking to somebody who in therapy. Do I sound like I'm in therapy? Because I'm not right now, but do I sound like it? I am therapy. Hello. <laughs> I am therapy. I heal people. <laughs> hey, big sexy. Yes, everybody can benefit from therapy. And like I said, it's counselors. It's free therapy. You don't have to spend $80 an hour to get somebody to listen to you. It's a lot of different things out there. Um, it's people. Look, it's this... Um, guy that opened this coffee shop here i think it's up north and it's coffee and therapy 
and people would come in and buy a cup of coffee and just sit down and talk to people. I thought that was so dope. You know, many people don't have nobody to talk to and they could just come in. And even if they can't afford a cup of coffee, they could still come in and have a cup of coffee and talk to people. And then other people might come in and pay like, oh, I'm going to pay for three cups of coffee. You know what I'm, I was, I love the, it was a black man who did it. So I was very um, impressed with that, that business, uh, something that helps the neighborhood, something that helps people bring people together. And I thought it was really dope. It's not a requirement. But if you have issues, I would see a therapist with her. What are some issues that you think would you think she should be in therapy for? Like, if she, what would she have to tell you? And you say, you know what, I like you, but you need to go to therapy for us to continue dating. What are some of those issues that you would have to know she's going through um, for you to say that she needs therapy? Uh, does therapy make us more aware of ourselves? Um, do you feel more in control when you're in therapy? Are you a little more patient when you're in? I'm more patient when I orgasm. I'm I'm more aware. I'm more in control. I'm more nice. Can you be more nice? I'm nicer. <laughs> The orgasms. Orgasms are therapeutic for me. Very much so. Are orgasms therapeutic for you? How did I take therapy to orgasms? Because I'm crazy. <laughs> to what you went through in the younger. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So if I told you what I went through, yeah, you would be like, yeah, you need therapy. Um, does therapy remind you of your triggers? Uh, does it help you deal with your stuff like that better? Um, some men don't like therapy because they have to be accountable. And we know a lot of men don't like to be accountable. What's up with you men and not wanting to be accountable? Why y'all don't want to be accountable? Why I keep saying that? Accountable. I think I like the way it came out. Accountable. I've been told I'm a good listener. And sometimes all people need is someone to hear them, not listen to respond. True. I've been told lately that I am a bad talker, no, bad conversationalist. But the person cared enough about me to see, because I keep saying, I've never heard that before. What do you mean? Nobody's ever said that. Why do you think that? That's not true. But then they said, for the last so and so many years, you've been sitting in front of a camera talking. And you don't hear, nobody responds. <laughs> so I'm just used to talking now. <laughs> I forgot that you're supposed to shut up and let the other person say something. Because I got to stop and read. <laughs> but I appreciated that they cared about me enough. Because I kept saying, no, I don't believe you. Because ain't nobody ever said that about me. That's not me. I don't know where you getting that from. I don't do that. I'm not hurt. <laughs> you know, like. First time I've been called a bitch. I ain't no bitch. Then you meet somebody else. And like, they don't even know the other person. They be like, bitch. You're like, oh my God, am I really a bitch? Then somebody else. Be like, bitch. I'm like, wait, damn. They didn't know the other two. Maybe I really am a bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I really knew that I didn't have issues. But whatever. Anyway. But yeah. So do men, are you all, do you hold yourself accountable for some of the things that you do for a lot of your bullshit?
some patients just need someone to talk to. You can give their, them the medicine, but also want you to take a couple of minutes and talk to them. Yes. Simple stuff, too. Um, yeah. Right. You're a nurse, so I know you probably have the... You've probably bought a lot of energy, got a lot of energy from different people, you know, especially if you're somebody who is open like that. Like I, I, I receive and give a lot of energy. So I can't go in certain people area. You know how you say, I can feel it. You can feel the energy change. You can feel it. I'm real, whatever that word is, I can feel it. I'm real keen to other people's energies. I can feel negative energies. I can feel bad. It, that's negative. I can feel good energy. You know, I can ch change the sense. I can feel when sometimes bad things are about to happen. It's crazy sometimes. I think some men don't want to go to therapy because of the stigma. They think people will think of them as being weak. Okay. Have, have you ever been to therapy for a man? I know Bryson said that he has, so I thank you for sharing that. But, you know, I did a session, I said, and the guy was so adamant about this role that he had. A lot of men want to play this dominant role, right? They want to be this man. And they want us as women to submit to you all as men. But you're not our husbands. You just another nigga I'm fucking until you marry me. I don't care how many years we've been together. I don't care how good your dick is. Until you marry me, you just another nigga I'm fucking. You just been fucking me on the regular. Why would I, as a, a grown woman, a businesswoman, an educated woman, submit to a man who hasn't proven to me that he's worth submitting to? You're just another nigga I'm dating. It's just been long term. See, a lot of times... Men, they hear about something and they think, oh, that's what dominance is. See, and I say, see, a lot of men, you all don't educate yourselves. I'm not saying you foot man, but dominant, really know anybody who's truly a dominant knows that the power is in the submissive. But a lot of people don't understand that dynamic. So they just have this ideology of what they feel like, oh, I'm the man, I'm the man. But well, hell, I'm the woman. I am the woman. I'm, I'm the life source of all creation here. Come on, give me my credit. My, huh, I keep this shit going. Coochie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's real important to just make sure you... Oh, what do you say? Um, that's not being weak. Power is not in progress. Power does not lessen with progress. Ignorance makes the strongest person she could in your face but she'd be like he weak as hell you know it's certain little things like he ain't even all that you have this macho alpha male mentality but on the inside you dying i can't you you damaged you got emotional baggage you got shit spiritual baggage you got sexual baggage because you carrying a lot of men are carrying around a lot more bodies sometimes than a lot of us women are carrying and y'all don't even understand that every time we have sex with somebody whether we want to or not we get them a piece of our soul and some of us know how to release that energy and some of us carry that energy 
Some of us got all those bags on us, you know, and that's why I say you got to learn to put some of that shit in storage. I mean, fuck mine in the basement. I might need to take that shit over to one of those little storage places, you know, because I needed to move as far away. And again, it's not saying that it's not there because, yes, it's there. I am who I am because of the shit that I went through. But I ain't got to carry that pain with me no more because I made it through that. So therapy can be so powerful if you learn how to look at it. I'm sorry your brother touched you. I'm sorry your uncle did that. I'm sorry he paid you to do bad things. But that's okay. He's a bad person. You were a victim, but you don't have to live like that. You're not that same person. You could stand up from that. You can still smile. You can still have great days even though you went through that. And you can make sure that you watch the next child or you say, you tell the next person, hey, watch that kid. Hey, don't leave them with that. Or I'm not going to leave my kids with people like that. I'm going to be more protective over my children or I'm going to pay attention more to my kids. I'm going to see when they're not right. I'm going to know when they acting different. I'm going to be better than this. So it's ways that we can get through it. But a lot of us, I, I, and, and I'm not saying it's bad, but it's bad. But I get so many women who are not having orgasms, who are not because of sexual trauma that happened to them. And I talked about this, I think, was it the last week of Kinkyology? The last episode of Kinkyology, a lot of our first sexual experiences are not the ones we cho chose to have. Somebody else chose them for us. You know, so if any of you all have been in that situation and you haven't talked to somebody about that and you do struggle with things sexually and you're not getting to where you want to go in the bedroom, learning, and then especially like my, I've, um, a woman who has an orgasm during a rape, that's a hard thing to swallow. Because you go through like, I know I wasn't enjoying it, but fear, that can also make you orgasm. Exercise, orgasms, they can make you orgasm. So it's not always just pleasure. But sometimes just like it's a thin line between love and hate, that, that pleasure and pain is right there together like that too. You know what I'm saying? You ever had something hurt so good? You ever had something hurt so good? Like, he spank your ass. I got a tattoo on my ass that says spank me, right? And I love for a motherfucker just to spank me, like just slap the shit out. I mean, I want your whole hand. I'm yellow too. So it'll be a big ass, red ass handprint, but I want to bend over and see your hand on my booty, right? I want that, but it hurt. But it's the most beautiful hurt I ever had. Or if you like nipple nipple torture and somebody really know how to twist or bite or uh, uh, tug at your nipples, like that shit hurt. Oh, but it's such a beautiful hurt. So just having all these different things and understanding that. And I don't know why I started talking about that. <laughs> oh, talking about the dominance and the submissive and understanding that and being able to do different things. This went all over the place. But anyway, I'm about to be done with y'all. I just wanted to talk about therapy. Thank you all for being open and honest and sharing. You all open up to me so much and I appreciate you all for that. Um, when I was younger because of my handicap as an adolescent. Okay. Yeah. That's going to therapy, right? Yeah. Some of us end up having to go before the, um, for different things like that. Like I said, I ended up going because I was sick. So however it is, if you haven't, it's a lot of different, um, 
outlets out there for you all to go to that you don't even have to pay for. And sometimes if you feel it in your spirit, it's calling you do it because you might end up with somebody on that other line who can change and save your life. And sometimes you just need somebody to get it out to. And if you can't and you're scared of therapy, journaling can be very therapeutic. I'm a, I journal as well. And if you don't journal, that's something you can do. And even if you don't have privacy or you don't want anybody to find it, you can journal it, read it, and burn it. Read it and burn it. Let that shit go. But the reason I like to journal is because sometimes I've been through a lot. And sometimes I could pick up one of my old journals or find one of my old notebooks and I'll write about something or some pain that I was in and how hard it was for me. And I don't want to do this no more. I'm tired or whatever. And bitch, you got through that. So whatever this little shit is I'm going through now, this ain't nothing compared to where you was right then, honey. Because you had this illness and you had this illness and you had this illness and you was told this and they kept telling you. I've been told three times I was going to die. Not that you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Well, no, you know, so that I needed some therapy. <laughs> what you mean? Tomorrow's not promised to none of us. Oh, Kiki is so funny. I love her. I'm happy I came across her page. I'm, I'm happy you did too, Nurse Kimmy. You really going to love me when you get your package, girl. You really going to love me. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, Nurse Kim just had a birthday Saturday. My baby's birthday was Monday. I am no longer... my son is 21 he is a man now i've raised two children yeah i did it i raised two amazing amazing fucked up individuals i did that all by myself <laughs> and I, I did i had a talk with my daughter and i apologized to my kids i didn't do everything right that's why <laughs> for me I, I speak on it. I went from being a daughter to being a mother. I never had a chance to just be me. Live your life. Get to do you. If you're young, don't rush into being a parent. Live and travel. Go somewhere. Know what it's like to just be free. I went from living in a house full of sisters and brothers, then having a house with kids, and now here I am. It's just me and my damn dog. And I be like, I wish somebody had dropped something or come jump on my bed and be like, hey, ma, you know what I'm saying? You miss those little things. I'm good because I got a dog and I got fans and friends and family and shit. But some people just be gone after they become empty nesters or whatever. So therapy, sometimes we need to talk and we need to be honest and we need to. And you go to your church. Some of these preachers, I went to some preachers for some therapy and they, they flirted with me. And that messed me up with the church for a long time because I was young and I had cancer and I went in to get your spiritual guidance on being somebody that was terminally ill and you trying to take me out for a date and your wife in there washing the damn pews with Windex. That fucked me up for a long time. I'm not going to lie. I had another real popular um guy married guy was on me so tough and my mother was like he should be ashamed i mean you this man was staring at me it was so uncomfortable he was on stage talking popular famous man and he was talking and he was mom was like is this man looking at you and she was like you are married you should be ashamed of yourself 
herself. She was so mad at him. I I, I was confused because I'm like, why is this? Mad? I mean, the, it's like the whole time he was talking, he was staring directly at me to the point he found me after the program. Like, I don't know what that man felt for me, but that was some weird stuff. But other people's energy. So for a while, I didn't understand my energy and I thought it was a negative energy. And it's not. It's a sexual energy. And everybody doesn't under people who feel sexual energies or feel energies, somebody they might not know how to just because you feel it don't mean it's available to you. You know what I'm saying? But that that was something I had to go through and learn too. That yes, I do have an energy, but my energy is a sexual energy. And that makes put a lot of people in a real fucked up place. And I have to deal with that. So I had to learn like what. I'm not a hoe. I ain't out here just, you know, but your scent, women, some of us, our scent, our energy, that little aura we got, you know, that can fuck us up. And if you don't know and learn about that and have somebody explain to you and let you know what that is, you can take the way that people treat you and talk to you and you can make that you. I ain't never what another motherfucker think I am. I'm the bitch I made me to be. And I did that by going to therapy. <laughs> I'm going to be a surrogate before a mother. Okay. What did Pastor say? Oh, yeah, after Pastor, yeah. All right, y'all. Ah, uh, something. No, it's going to be bigger than her head. <laughs> she said she's over there. No, it's going to be right on time. Nice. Hi, right, child. Y'all know how we do it. I most definitely keep it kinky. I enjoy you all. If y'all ever have any suggestions, anything you all want to talk about, make sure that you all email me at DougKinkyKid at gmail.com. Hold on. I actually can put it on the screen. And then, y'all know, if y'all want to, y'all can always make donations to um, my cash app, thekinkykid.com. Yeah. So, oh, and check out my books if y'all haven't got my books. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. I'm DougKinkyKid1. On TikTok, I'm DougKinkyKid, DougKinkyKid1. And tonight, uh, Big Sexy, let me know. I'm going to message you. I'm going live on Bego. I'm on Bigo, B-I-G-O, live. I'm going live on there tonight. So it's going to be my first night, so it should be real wild if anybody come in there. So thank you all. Y'all know how to do it. See you next week. It's all about self. Always. Y'all put self first. Good night.